the Johnson Wax Program. The makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's self-polishing glow coat present Marion and Jim Jordan as Fibber McGee and Molly with Donald Novis, the Four Notes, and Billy Mills Orchestra. The show opens with Off the I Think. all car owners. It's very important to you that you know about Johnson's new double-action cleaner and wax polish for automobiles, Johnson's Car New. C-A-R-N-U. Now, why is it important? Because Johnson's Car New takes the work out of polishing automobiles, just as Johnson's self-polishing glow coat has taken the work out of polishing floors. Car New does two things at once. Both cleans and wax polishes your car in one easy operation. In the past, most people dreaded the job of cleaning and polishing their own cars. It was hard work. took a long time. Now, with the introduction of Johnson's Car New, the time has been cut in half. Why, even the women are finding it easy with Car New to give their cars a dazzling wax sheen. This remarkable double-action liquid polish dries quickly to a white powder. Wipe off the powder and behold your car shining like a mirror. All the ugly film and stains have quickly vanished without hard rubbing. Why, your family will be amazed at the wonderful change that has come over the car in only an hour's time. Get a can of Johnson's Car New before another day goes by. It's for sale at filling stations, auto supply stores, garages, and at your regular wax dealers. Try Car New on your own car. And then you'll understand why this new double-action cleaner and wax polish is creating a sensation. And you'll say with thousands of other motorists, your car looks like new when you use Car New. Does your girl wear an off-the-face hat when she should be wearing a catcher's mask? Do your beaten biscuits take a beating? Are you in the doghouse with no flea powder? Then all you need is a sympathetic ear and expert advice. Just write or visit Aunt Molly and Uncle Fibber, editors of the Advice to the World-Weary column of the Wistful Vista Gazette. Don't mention it. Goodbye. 
got lit and sat on the windowsill. Was that an actual case, Molly? Well, who cares? <laughs> As the three-cornered pants said to the kid, don't pin me down. <laughs> That's an interesting point right there, Molly. How can you expect a peaceful life when you get mixed up in a triangle the first time you get dressed? <laughs> hey, buddy, the advertising manager is worried. He says all the dames is wearing trousers and they can't sell any dresses. Why, of course they can't, bud. This is the slack season. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, that reminds me, Molly. Buzz for the stenographer, will you? That second button there. Heavenly days. You call that a buzzer? No, but it's more efficient. This gal used to work in a half joint with curb service. <laughs> <laughs> well, what kind of a darn fool idea have you got now? Listen, sis, a little more respect when you speak to me. Yes, sir. What kind of a darn fool idea have you got now, sir? <laughs> That's better. Oh, much better. Do you always smoke in the office, dearie? Yeah. My folks object to my smoking at home. Uh, stand up, will you, Chief? I want to strike a match on your pants. Huh? huh? Oh, oh, sure. Ow, not so hard. Say, listen, sis, I'm drawing a map for my business column showing the shipping centers of the world, and I need some more ink. More ink? Well, you've got eight different kinds right there in front of you. I know, but I'm ready to put in Bombay, and I ain't got any India ink. Oh. <laughs> oh, run out and get some, will you, sis? Okay, Chief. Say, can I have tomorrow off? What for? We're giving my sister a shower. Oh, is she getting married? No, she just needs a bath. <laughs> well, I predict great things for that girl, and none of them good. Just the same, Molly. That's what makes this job interesting. Meeting all kinds of people and hearing all their troubles. Well, it's no novelty to me. Bringing me troubles is like telling Earl Sandy if he's a good boy, he can ride on the pony. <laughs> Just the same. It's a great business. Just think of the modern newspaper, Molly. Huge forests chopped down to make the paper. Millions of bucks worth of mechanical devices. Pictures flashed across the ocean. Oh. Twenty pages of current history of the world rushed to your door by swift messenger. Yes, yes, go on. Ten hours later, you find it wrapped around the garbage. <laughs> uh, good day. Are you Aunt Molly and Uncle Fibber who advise people in all sorts of problems? You betcha, bud. What seems to be the matter, sir? You see before you a very desperate man. Oh, dear. Oh, well, take it easy, bud. Remember the old saying, when you get to the end of your rope, throw it away and light another one. Yeah. <laughs> What's on your mind, bud? I am Jay Bumble Busby. Owner of the largest apiary in the state. Well, imagine that, an apiary. Well, that's very interesting, bud. I used to raise apes myself. Yeah. Very affectionate animals, too. Treated me just like one of the family. Well, I mind the time. <laughs> that's very good. <laughs> Treated like one, or is it? <laughs> but you don't understand. An apiary is where we raise bees. Oh. <laughs> I think one of them came in with me. <laughs> Surely you've heard of Busby's Honey, a wonderful product. But during the last six weeks, my sales have fallen off 83.5%. And why? I don't know. Because something has happened to the flavor. Somehow it's lost that old Busby tag. <laughs> Afraid we can't give you much advice, Busby, till we try a sample of your honey. Better bring us a couple of cones. Something we can get our teeth into. I have a sample right here. Take a taste of my sample. But I warn you, it's a little revolting. <laughs> Well, how's the Molly taste, honey? Or huh? how's the honey taste, Molly? Oh, terrible. But somehow it's familiar. It tastes a little something like the back of a Christmas seal. Yes, I'd say a Christmas seal of about 1913. <laughs> That's quite a problem. Sounds like sabotage to me. 
I'll tell you what you better do, Busby. Better bring in one of your bees for an interview. One of your old and trusted employees. Very well. Now, let me see. I'd better bring in number 1378. That'd be old Joe Hummer in the receiving room. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell the other workers I gave Joe the day off to go to the movie. Oh, do they like movies? Oh, yes. Bee pictures. <laughs> Thank you. I'll be back very shortly. Hey, do you suppose he's worked his bees too hard, dearie? Maybe the honey's a little strange. <laughs> so is that, if you don't mind my saying so. <laughs> I got a hunch, Molly. <laughs> well, heavenly days, Mrs. Wearybottom. Oh, hi, Weary. Haven't seen you in a long, long time. Oh, hello, folks. I heard you were running a column giving people advice, so I thought I'd come in and lay my troubles in your lap as long as you're kind of baggy at the knees anyway. <laughs> What are you supposed to wear at a formal wedding? Well, as Aunt Molly always says in her column, Weary, for a proper wedding, you got to have something old, something new, something borrowed, and something blue. Well, I guess that explains it then, because when my sister saw her future husband in his morning coat, she said that coat is certainly old, but the way you wear it is something new, so he borrowed something like $50 in blue. <laughs> Say, do, you, do you mind if I step out on the fire escape for a breath of air? Oh, I wouldn't do that if I was you, Weary. You see... Well, what did you start to tell her, McGee? Oh, nothing much. Just that there ain't any fire escape outside that window.
have it. Uh, folks, that was Donald Novus, our car knew Caruso, singing I Never Knew Heaven Could Speak. Oh, and it was beautiful, Mr. Novus. I think I'll write you up in my column. Gee, that'll be swell. And maybe if I studied dramatics, I could get more lines to read on this show. Well, I don't see why not. I'll be glad if you did, Don. Give me a chance to relax. I'm just a bundle of nerves working as hard as I do. Well, why don't you learn to play, Rummy? Oh. You uh, better try that again, Mr. <laughs> Novus. <laughs> why don't you learn to play Rummy? <laughs> oh, I ain't got time. It keeps me busy watching you shuffle the dialogue. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> the trouble with him is he doesn't seem to recognize punctuation. No, but punctuation seems to recognize him. Every time he walks into a sentence, all the commas start wagging their tails. <laughs> I got to figure out what's the matter with the flavor of this honey, Molly. Say, maybe we could ask Mr. Wilcox. He's an expert on wax. Oh, but this is beeswax. All he knows is Jay's wax. <laughs> Don't you get it, Molly? I said... Ain't funny, McGee. Oh. <laughs> best I could do till the door opens. <laughs> Say, Aunt Molly, am I in time to make the next edition? Uh, with what, Mr. Wilcox? Well, I want you to print a love letter in your column. What's the matter, Harlow? One of your old flames give you the hot foot? <laughs> no, and I wouldn't ask you to print it if it didn't apply to a lot of people besides me. Oh, well, uh, what did you want us to say, Mr. Wilcox? Well, uh, something like this. Dear Liz, I'm terribly sorry about last night. When those hoodlums on the street corner started making wisecracks about you, I was just as angry as you were. But Liz, dear... They were right. Why, that's a fine way to talk. Quiet, McGee. Oh, okay. Go on, Mr. Wilcox. Well, after I'd taken you home, Liz, I realized I was a little ashamed of you myself. You did look dowdy. That old coat of yours looked like it had never been cleaned. But everything's all right now, Liz. I got some Johnson's Car New, that marvelous new preparation that cleans and polishes at the same time. Try it tonight, Liz, after you've had your bath. Rub it all over you. Heavenly day. And wipe it off with a soft cloth. And, baby, will you look gorgeous. It's wonderful stuff, Liz, but the best is none too good for a beautiful chassis like yours. Hush, oh, sure. <laughs> Now, let the boys on the corner crank wise. We'll show them, won't we, Liz? Off with the old love. On with the car new. Just sign that H.W., Aunt Molly. Well, now, I don't know, Mr. Wilcox. That's a pretty bold way to write to a girl in a newspaper column. Who is this girl, Liz, Harlow? As if we didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> it isn't a girl. It's my old second-hand Lizzie. And is she going to be beautiful tonight? <laughs> Coming, Liz. Song, folks. <laughs> I hope Lizzie likes the beauty treatment. Oh, she will. Lizzie's her limousines. They're all sisters under the tin. <laughs> uh, may I speak to Aunt Molly? Uh, oh, how do you do, Mrs. McGee? And Mr. McGee? Oh, how do you do, Mrs. Uppington? Hi, Uppy. <laughs> Good heavens, don't tell me that you're Aunt Molly and Uncle Sibber. Yes, I are. I mean, we certainly am. <laughs> That's splendid, then possibly you can assist me. I wish to enter a complaint and to cancel my subscription. Oh, well, we handle complaints, Uppy. What's the matter? I demand a retraction of the insult in last Sunday's society section. Retraction of what insult, Mrs. Uppington? Why, you printed a picture of my niece at her coming out party, and the caption underneath it said, Miss Brenda Uppington, the most beautiful dub of the season. Oh. <laughs> that kind of tickled me. <laughs> Society gals are so snooty. <laughs> I beg your pardon? What'd you do? Why, I, 
what did I do? Why, I, well, uh, well, uh, thank you. Thank you so much for your help. I hope I haven't been wasting your time, too. Goodbye. <laughs> she meant by that wasting our time, too. I wouldn't know. <laughs> oh, look, McGee, here's an interesting letter. It's from an explorer. An explorer? What's he say? He's just discovered an island without a World's Fair on it. <laughs> Hello there, Johnny. Oh, daughter. Got an item for the paper. Who's in charge of the cute crabs from Cunning Kitty's column? My little boy got off a nifty this morning. Well, how old is your little boy, Mr. Oldtimer? She says, how old is your little boy? He'll be 62 in January. Oh. Come in, Rance. Rance, I want you to meet some friends of mine. Folks, my little boy, Rance. <laughs> expression and a loaded shotgun. <laughs> Run along and see him, Rance. I'll be there in a minute. All right, Papa. <laughs> Fine-looking boy, Mr. Oldtimer, and only 62. Has he got his permanent teeth yet? Nope. Get some tomorrow. <laughs> Ransom's a good boy. light up when he goes for his first ride in a wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good, Johnny. But that ain't the way. Hey, Rance, that ain't the way. <laughs> Rance, he said down the hall. Excuse me, folks, the kid's kind of fussed. I got him in this little matchbox here. Come on out, Joe. My, my, an intelligent-looking little fella, isn't he? Hi, Joe. You mind answering a few questions? <laughs> That's the spirit. I'm trying to help your boss figure out why the honey you fellas make don't taste good. You got any ideas on the subject? <laughs> oh. Any labor troubles in the hive? Or are you fellas just getting lazy? Oh, 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 well, hold it there now. Watch your language there, me boy, or me bee. You know, we're on the air. Well, your employees seem to have the right spirit, Busby. I'll work this out from another angle. Drop in again a little later, Busby. Very well. And, uh, Mr. Hummer, next time you come to town, give us a buzz. Good day, folks. I'm depending on you. An intelligent little insect, wasn't he, Molly? Yes, and so was the bee. <laughs> Hello, Uncle Fibber speaking. Who? Oh, the composing room. Oh, that's swell. Yeah, set it up an open face and put a four-column head on it. Okay, Billy. What does that mean? That was Billy Mills. He just composed a swell arrangement of Mississippi mud for the four notes. 
Attention, Mr. and Mrs. America. Let's go to press. We'll be back soon enough with some stuff. Somewhere. I'll put that item. 
Item, 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 item. <laughs> Here's a postcard from the hostess of a party I attended recently. Said all the guests considered me quite a car. But does that say cash? <laughs> Bad light in here. Come on, Boomer, give us the item. We're awfully busy today. Bye, bye, Cuthbert. <laughs> Coming right up. Now let me see where I put that item. Here's the sheriff's badge. Took it off a sleeping deputy in Wyoming. <laughs> ah, yes, it was all quiet on his western front. <laughs> well, what's this? An invitation to share a rabbit dinner with an old friend. Must send my regrets. I'm in no mood to split hairs. <laughs> Beautiful wristwatch I got from an intoxicated Italian. Ah, Budkins, was that Venetian blind? <laughs> Memorandum of a poker game with some hand-picked suckers. <laughs> Fish and chips. <laughs> Solid silver ashtray. Don't touch it, it's hot. A check for short beer. Well, well, imagine that. No item. Wonder what I could have done with it. I must have dropped it while I was having my picture taken. Better rush back to the police station, uh, to the photographers, to see if I can find it. Good day, second floor. two-faced, he only has to shave every other day. Why, he's such a fake. Fake? Fake? Hey, Molly, I got her. She's got lost me. I know what's the matter with the honey. You see where Busby's bee farm is located? Yeah. Well, don't you see? Oh, wait a minute, McGee. Here's Mr. Busby now. Oh, hi, Busby. You're just in time. I know what makes your honey taste so funny. My goodness, tell me quick. What is it? What is it? Can we do anything about it? <laughs> oh, it's very simple, Bud. All you got to do is move your bee farm to some other locality. What? Move my bee farm? Why, McGee? Why, remember what you said that honey tasted like, Molly? Like the back of a Christmas seal? Well, that's just what it was. What? Glue. Why? Where? What? I say, where would my bees get glue? Well, take a look at this map, bud. Your bee farm is right next to an artificial flower factory. Ooh! <laughs> back in just a moment. And now, may I say this? It's grand to be able to keep all the windows and doors open and let the summer breezes blow through the house. It's unfortunate, though, that these welcome breezes bring a lot of dust and dirt into your room. If you're wise, you'll protect every floor, your kitchen linoleum and your outdoor porch floors, too, with Johnson's self-polishing glow coat. Dirt simply cannot cling to the bright glow coat polish. A few whisks with a dry duster and your floors will be entirely free from dust. Glow coat forms a protective shield that shuts out ugly stains, saves the floor surface from scuff marks and wear. Yes, when your floors are protected with a beautiful glow coat polish, you can forget all about hot, tiresome floor scrubbing. You'll keep cooler, you'll have more time for rest, and your home will be more attractive to your friends. Order Glow Coat tomorrow. G-L-O hyphen C-O-A-T. Johnson self-polishing glow coat. The dependable polish that never streaks or smears. 
the easy-to-use polish that shines without rubbing or buffing. Now, folks, next week we're going to present... What? What's the matter, Molly? Oh, Mickey, I'm so glad this newspaper show is over. Oh. <laughs> Was it that bad? No. But it brought back memories. When I was a girl, I worked on the Peoria transcript. Oh, why, Molly, you never told me that. What kind of work did you do? I was a soft sister. <laughs> Good night. Good night, all. <laughs> Carlo Wilcox, speaking for the makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coat at Machine Wisconsin, inviting you to be with us again next Tuesday night. Good night. May we suggest that when you visit the New York World's Fair, you'll be sure to see the 15 beautiful model homes in the town of tomorrow. On all the floors and woodwork of these homes, Johnson's Wax Polishes are used exclusively. Of the I Sing is from the show of the same name, I Never Knew Heaven Could Speak is from Rose of Washington Square. This is the National Broadcasting Company.